Hi, I'm Erin Marcus, former corporate executive turned entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business. Welcome to the Ready Yet podcast. We're excited to bring you more than 100 episodes of interviews and insights designed to help entrepreneurs get the financial and emotional freedom they need in order to build a business and a life they're proud of. Welcome, welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. And I'm very excited today to introduce you to my guest, but also because I realized I've known her for years and I don't know, as I put it, her origin story. So we can all learn this together, right? <laughs> so Ms. Lee Anne Marie Webster. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here and I can't wait to, to connect and to connect. Uh, yeah, <laughs> learn more about so, everything. <laughs> wait, well, we met, it's got to be like a good five years ago. I think I met you during what I am now calling Aaron Zero Failure. Oh, <laughs> I think I, I'm pretty sure I met you during 2018, which is now forever to be known as Aaron Zero Failure, when I was just figuring out what I wanted to do next yeah. and didn't quite, none of it was working. <laughs> I'll just call it that. But been there, been there. But I met some really it. cool yeah. people, which yeah. I, who I still know today. But why don't you give everybody a little bit more formal introduction of who you are and what it is that you do? Sure. Um, I'm Leanne Marie Webster. I am the creator of Email with Heart, and I help entrepreneurs to build, grow, and nurture their email lists without being cheesy or sleazy. Yes, it's the cheesy <laughs> sleazy part. That Everyone loves up. that. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. I had a and now it's all in the direct messages, right? They're like, well, I can do it by email, so I'll just do it in your DMs. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the, the reason I actually came up with that was because I found when I was talking about email and, I, I you know, I'd meet someone at a networking event and tell them what I did. If, if I said email without adding that little caveat on there, a lot of times I could see their face go like, oh, like you're like, horrible no, no, no. person but I'm not one of those people <laughs> I totally get it I in a former life I worked with families with aging parents and I would help them through the downsizing process and all the time I would get this follow-up from my clients going oh I thought you were going to be the throw it all away lady like you weren't going to let me keep any no that's not how we do this that's not right. why we do But I think it's so true. I think it's one of those topics that it's interesting to me because you meet people who don't get it at all and they do the most, you know, give everyone a bad taste in their mouth. You meet people on the other end of the spectrum who are so worried about doing the wrong thing, saying the wrong thing, someone won't like me, that they end up not saying anything at all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's this beautiful place in the middle where we all get to talk to each other. Yes. <laughs> and help each other and grow our businesses exactly. and exactly do all the things that we actually really set out to do. So I have a question because like I said, I don't know your origin story. Where did you come from? How did you get here? Did you jump off the corporate cliff where you pushed off the corporate right. cliff? And you never <laughs> had the corporate problem. Right. <laughs> tell, tell, me, tell me. Oh my gosh. I've been in and out of it. I'm, you know, I always like to say as a small child, I dreamt of being an email marketing expert. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the astronaut, the ballerina, the veterinarian, the email marketer. Well, here's the thing. When I was a small child, there was no email marketing. No. 
really, it did not exist when I was a child either. I, I am older than I look, faux show. Um, so yeah, my path is a little, um, I'm, I'm an attorney by training. I don't know if you know this. I don't me. think I knew that we would have okay. been having completely different or no conversations. <laughs> yeah. See, I I call myself a recovering attorney because it's, you know, um, oh. I come in peace. So I did practice law for a few years and um, and then I'm originally from Ohio. I moved to California originally to practice entertainment law because I w- was unhappy with my practice and I thought it was because of what I was doing. And so I kind of had this like, oh, I, you know, maybe if I change the area in which I practice, then I will be happier. Subject matter. Totally get it. Did that. Turns out I just don't like to practice law. <laughs> it had to be a brutal realization. You know, I talk a lot to a lot of people, myself included, who had fantastic careers, mm-hmm. fantastic mm-hmm. corporate careers with all this time and money and effort invested in it. And to walk away from that, like that's the conversation you never want to have with your mother. But as a, you know, some people lose their jobs and find entrepreneurship. Some people are weird enough to leave fantastic jobs, but the similar, right? The similarity you're talking about is the time, the money, the investment to yeah. be the thing. Yeah. How yeah. do you leave that behind without your mother disowning you? Well, the, well, it's funny because my brother still tells people I'm an attorney because he doesn't understand. He's a mechanical That's engineer. Fantastic. He's, he's an engineer in the, and, and by the way, I haven't practiced law since like 1996. So like, and, and he, but it doesn't compute to him, the entrepreneur thing. What a fantastic example of how the people who love you the most don't have to understand you in order to love you. Totally. And he, and he just says, he goes, it's just easier, Leanne. <laughs> and he, he has finally stopped for a while. He had this awkward house work. <laughs> Is it like, even work? Are you earning like, a living? Um, so yeah, I don't know. So, so I, I quit practicing. I ended up getting into, when I moved to California to practice entertainment law, then I realized relatively quickly um, that I didn't want to practice law at all. And I didn't pass the California bar the first time I took it. And so thankfully, no one will hire you in California if you haven't passed the bar yet because the bar passage rate is so low. So that ended up being a blessing because during that time when I took it and then had to retake it, I realized I didn't want to practice and I would be strong enough to walk away from it. And so... I did that. I got into court reporting sales, which is selling to the legal yeah. industry. So it was That's like a nice. Quite a bit. I know a lot of really wealthy people who do that. Yeah, it that was a good. Quite a business. People, it was that's a, one of those businesses you don't know exists. Totally, totally. But it, yeah, it can be quite lucrative in the sales and even being a court reporter if you have that technical skill. Um, and so I did that and then I, I was really good. I, I started doing training and I was, you know, rose up in the ranks for that. And then of course I was like, meh, Meh. I'm doing fantastic. (laughs) This is boring. (laughs) Job schmob. No wonder you and I get along. Exactly. 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 So I went, let's see. So first I left the court reporting sales to go, sorry, this is going to be a long answer to your question, but I promise it's a good journey. It's a good journey. <laughs> um, Very interesting. 
I, I went from court reporting to working for, I, I discovered coaching, by the way, in late 1998. Um, so, you know, before anyone really knew what it was and I was in California and I did coach training through Coach U. And so I left court reporting sales to open um, a division called Professional Development Services for um, this company, uh, Spherion, which was like a Fortune 500 company. And I worked in the legal division, had court reporting. That's how I kind of like made that transition. And so I did that for about a year. Um, and that was really cool because it was like the backing of this big company and in coaching, which was new and exciting. And, you know, and I was, oh. And after a year, I was like, oh, snap. Like, you know, I'm way ahead of the curve and people are not hiring coaches now. Like, you know, it's like, what? Especially in the legal world, that's, you know, where they're always. They're still uh, having a hard time. <laughs> I mean, it's 30 years later and they're still not really getting that. It's hard. Totally. So, so that's when I was like, huh, um, I, I literally was talking to a friend. I said, my friend said, you're great to be around. Can we, can we just figure out a way you can have your business and people just pay to be in a room with you? And I was like, how do we do that? And, <laughs> that fantastic. and so I ended up creating a, I'm, I was single, still am. Um, and I created a singles business doing events for singles, which ultimately became speed dating. And I was the first person to do speed dating outside of the Jewish community. And I had the largest speed dating company in Southern California. Oh my God. I don't know if you knew that about me either. I had no, I don't know if I realized we were both Jewish. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not Jewish. That's the thing. The Jewish people started it. I just perfected it. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, it's called Fiddler on the Roof. I mean, this is, I know this from my cousins in Israel. Mm. Did this in groups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> so, so you've had, but what you've really had, even though some of them were jobs, is an entrepreneurial journey that was just sometimes housed within a company. Yes, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. The, yeah. I didn't. I, yeah. It was because I always was in a place where I was either creating a new position. That's always been my kind of thing, my jam. Like creating, and I love doing that because it because then no one could tell me, well, you know, well, Susie never did that, right? You know? No one can and tell so- you you're wrong. No one can tell you what to do because they don't understand. I've had the same thing. It finally clicked to me that I've always been an entrepreneur. It's just sometimes it was within a company. So I have a question for you because one of the biggest challenges I see with entrepreneurs is a lack of confidence. Mm. How? Mm. Or did you even realize why? Because I don't know why I have it. So I'm still waiting for someone to explain it. Where does the confidence come to continually walk in to place after place after place, willing to change the rules? Mm. You don't have to have an answer because I don't. (laughs) Well, I don't know. You're it's. We're going to open a can of worms, potentially. I'm going to give you the, the snippet answer and you can tell me if you want more. Okay. And it's coming to me just because I'm, I'm literally, I don't know if you know this part about me either. I'm literally working on a one woman show. Oh, cool. um, and, and it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be like if Tony Robbins and Tina Fey did a show together. So like motivational, autobiographical and funny, hopefully. Clearly. <laughs> so, I, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and and literally yesterday I was working on one of these stories and it, and it hit me yesterday as I was working on this story that 
this is one of the reasons I've been so successful. So, and have this, I think it comes from this. So when I was four, uh, my brother, Danny, who at the time was 12, uh, got killed in a car accident. Oh, wow. And what happened at that, what I, what I see now had that happened because my four-year-old self, of course, you know, didn't know. Um, and what happened was everybody went into their own world and had to go take care of themselves. And, you know, this is 1973, there's no counseling or let's get therapy. Like, you know, none of that is happening, especially in Southern Ohio, you know, in a, in a, smaller town and with no resources, like, you know, so, and and my parents divorced when I was three. So there was like a lot of chaos packed into those two years. And I think as I look back and, and by the way, I didn't, it took me 40 some years to look back and catch this, that at that moment, everyone went on their own and I realized I was on my own and, and I had to fend for myself and I had to, to do what I needed to do. And it's like, when I look at who's, you know, how on earth did I walk away from a good job? How did I move cross country? How do I travel all around the world by myself? How do I? Cause you never didn't take care of yourself. That's right. Cause I knew I was the one who was going to do it. And, and I, I turned out I'm also smart, which helps a lot. Helps and, so, <laughs> and so it's like, and just along the way, there's been every now and then the right person just stepped up and is like, Leanne, you, you're smart enough. You should go to law school. You do really good at, okay, I'll go do that. And then like something will come along and it's somebody so will. It's so true. And I, I've heard this said several different ways. There's no such thing as a su- bleh, successful entrepreneur who hasn't overcome something dramatic. Yeah. It mm-hmm. really is true. And it doesn't always have to be insidious or malicious, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, your parents weren't trying to neglect you by any sense of the word, right? And my my version of that for people who don't know came more in health crisis. Mm-hmm. My first operation was at 24 hours. I had three life-saving operations before I was two. And then wow. I got my face ripped off by a dog when I was five. So I have 110 stitches in my face. Wow. So wow. the bottom line to that was no one was allowed to touch me. Mm. no one was allowed to touch me. There were very few people who knew how to take care of me. Wow. So it could, but you get that survival instinct, right? And then a myriad of parents divorcing and decision-making and money or not money and all the different things that just happen. Yeah. And you realize you're on your, and I don't want to say that in a, any more than you did in a, it's not a woe is me thing. It just Mm -mm. is. Mm -mm. Well, there was, you know, it's a tremendous gift with the upbringing that I had. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish it on somebody and I wouldn't change it because I learned lessons very early on that have served me like crazy through my life that have given me a will and an instinct and, and a gut. You know, I, I have, one of the most amazing gut instincts that ever. And I know part of it is my brother because my brother isn't on this planet with me and he's guiding me and he can help me, you know, go here, go there, talk to them, do this, like, and to be able to knowledge, but you listen to it. Hmm. You listen to it because at the end of the day, what, you know, and I'm projecting here because I 
feel, you know, I think this way about at the, because people will comment to me that I am one person put it so well. And as a writer, you'll appreciate this. Um, I'm perfectly comfortable out on the thin branches. Oh, for sure. I'm perfectly (laughs) comfortable because at the end of the day, what I know is I will always be okay because it's always up to me to be okay. Yes. And yes. Yes. When we talk about personal responsibility, people usually start out with a downside of it, like the guilt and the weight of it. But if you keep at it, you get to this empowered side of it. Totally. Totally. Loving what you're learning here and interested in more? Check out our free Facebook group and join us at Conquer Your Business Community to find even more tips and tools designed to help you get out of reaction mode and into conquering your own business. Well, it's the it's that that knowing, that deep knowing that it doesn't matter what happens. Right. It doesn't matter what happens. I will, I'm already okay. It's already good. And I'll, I'll flourish in another way. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the business thing is so interesting because the, um, with the speed dating business. So I ended up, by the way, going from zero to 20,000 email subscribers, um, to build that business. Um, and this was before, there was constant contact and there were, you know, like any, you were doing a lot of this manual (laughs) girl. I had an Excel spreadsheet with (laughs) 20,000 names and this little piece of software that would BCC every 10. Anyway, I bring all that. I bring it up because I ended up taking on a business partner and then we had like this bad divorce. And so I ended up selling the company to her and, and I mean, nominal, that's a whole nother story. I won't even drag you you into this episode. But here's why I'm bringing it up. I had started the company and started the speed dating. And then I brought her in and together we built something that we couldn't have built alone. I know that for sure. And we were on national television and we were, you know, it was, it was, it was a thing. It was amazing. And I remember sitting with her when I had made the decision that um, my original request was I was going to buy the business from her, like take it back to me, you know, and do this. And, and she was not having that. And I just remember sitting at a meeting with her one time and just and watching how she was like dug her heels in and she was so attached to it. She was so attached to it. And I just remember thinking that will never be me. Nothing will ever have a hold on me like this because I will recreate. This is amazing and it's awesome. And there's all, there's all this stuff with it and it's incredible. And I can do it again. I can and, do it again. And I was able to walk away and and it was like, I did the same oof. thing when I got divorced. When I got divorced, it was he's a great guy. We weren't a good fit for a permanent couple, right. but he's a great guy. And so I didn't fight with him mm-hmm. because some of the things it was money, I'll just go make more. Right. Rather than ruin a relationship, I'll just go make more. Right. Yeah. 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 I feel you, sister. So let's fast forward a little bit. You've been in your current, (laughs) am I missing? Am I skipping decades here? No, the the only thing that was in between. So when I left the uh, speed dating, then I did go into marketing and business development for international law firms. 
So I kind of went back into the corporate world for a little bit, but in the law law firm side, I did that for seven years. And then my current business I've had for 10 and a half years. So, yeah. And it really is. This is the other similarity that I think helps me immensely. And I see that you're doing it as well. I have what always felt like this random experiences that on paper have nothing to do with each other, but are exactly what I needed to learn in order to do what I'm doing now, which is truly the first thing I've ever created on purpose. Mm. Like I've created other things, but I always got my job. I always got my next opportunity by doing a good job and being presented an opportunity. This was the first, you know, my business now, Conquer Your Business, what I'm doing now was the first time I really took a long time to decide what what do I want to do? Not Mm. what's in front of me, but what Mm. do I want to do? And I don't know that I could ever be doing as well as I am and be having as much fun with it as I am if I didn't have this crazy random background. Yes, I agree. A thousand times. Yes. A thousand times. Yes. I can stitch together. It doesn't, doesn't seem like it makes sense, but I can stitch together the why. And like you said, the the pieces, you know, the first year of my business, what, what I started doing in this business, I'm, 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 you know, 180 degrees from that. And what I learned in that year, I now see it was the pieces and the building blocks that, that let me go to the next thing. And then the next oh, thing, yeah. and the next thing. So, I mean, I never nice. would get to multiple six figures in less than three years. If Aaron's year of failure didn't happen first. Right. 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 Yes. It just, you need, and this is the whole thing about failure. And, and I can tell by the way you're talking about it. It's not failure. It's just information. It didn't work. Failure to me is like giving up. Yeah. I, you know, most of failure doesn't have, isn't very loaded for me emotionally because what I know for to be true is most things don't work. Like I know that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's not, you know, failure feels big and heavy, but the truth of it is most things don't work. That's true. Yeah. That's so true. I was talking with someone about that the other day because he's like, oh, you know, I, did this thing. And I, I did, she did like a webinar or something. And she's like, you know, only like 10 people showed up. And I was like, girl, I had nobody show up. <laughs> right, <laughs> great. Like, you're talking, not you're talking, not talking to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've totally done that just in case they show up. I'll Someone wants back. the replay, right? It's totally <laughs> right. true. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you just plan for the fact that Next time you'll know what not to do. Right, right. right. I mean, with all marketing is like that, right? All all business owning, but also I especially think all marketing is like that. It's just, it's just, we get so attached to, it's got to work this way and it's got to do this way and this has got to happen. And we get attached to when we, the, the, the gurus or whatever, the other people who, you know, say like, well, I just sent out one email and then I made a hundred thousand dollars. That's my favorite thing to rail against. <laughs> I sent out one email and got made a million dollars. I'm like, yeah, but you sent out a million emails that made zero dollars first. Right. That's what I'm like. They don't tell you the shit that they that did. Doesn't look good on Instagram. Right. But that doesn't look good on Instagram. Hey, I sent right. out my 432nd email that and nobody, nobody did anything. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And like, I, oh my God. Yeah. Like, and you've got to, not that you need to spend 400. I mean, ideally, you know, my yeah, business, please shorten the learning curve, but you still have a learning curve and there's no getting around that. There's still going to be things that work and that don't. 
So just roll with it, go in knowing that. And then, you know, and then find, like you said, find the people who can lessen your learning curve. Yeah. I watch so many people stay stuck, stay in frustration. I've had a conversation with someone who is also a business coach. And she literally told me she didn't want to hire me because she was a coach and she didn't want someone telling her what to do. And I thought about that for a second. I'm like, all I want is for someone to tell, like you've already done. If someone has already done what you want to do, hire that person. Right. Right. (laughs) Fast. Fast. Right. Right. And plus, can we have a little integrity moment here that if you're coaching someone and you're training, your thing is you need a coach to help you with and you don't have a coach helping you with your thing. I think there's a giant integrity issue there. Right. And I used to say, and someone pointed out my error and I agreed with him. I used to say I had a hard time with people claiming to be able to teach you something that they've never done themselves. Mm -hmm. And then what they said to me was, yeah, but look at all the basketball coaches that have never played basketball. So, okay. So that was a valid point, but there's gotta be a huge level of understanding. If if it not, I, I hear that and I agree with that in the sense of yes, the, and, and and it's not necessarily the best basketball player makes the best basketball coach. I'll give you that for sports. Um, and if if in the absence of doing it well for yourself, you need to be able to have done it well for other people. And so there's a lot of people that don't have either one of those categories. Exactly. Exactly. They're taking the fake it till you make it a, a little, little too far. To extreme, right? <laughs> like, a little extreme. Like, right. And we all have to start somewhere, but there's sure. ways to get started sure. in integrity and going back to what it is, you know, as we wrap this up, because we'll have to do like seven more episodes because now I I more <laughs> questions instead of less questions. Um, <laughs> I always really liked your approach to what you teach people because here, here, there's another reason why, not just that it's the right thing to do, but as someone who's a little weird, a little different, you know, people notice <laughs> by doing things the way you're talking, I get to just be me. Yes. Yeah. And that's so much easier because yeah. I don't have the attention span to track who I think I'm supposed to be while also being me. Right. It's too hard. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's too hard. Amen. So tell us a little bit how to get a hold of you. Sum up what it is that you can do for people. Talk about your one woman show. I mean, like all of it. Give it to <laughs> however much you want to share. It. <laughs> um, let's see. The easiest way to find me is if you just go to my website, leannemariewebster.com. Um lots of vowels in there. It's okay. It's like, <laughs> it's just, it's right. Google knows where you are. They that's can, right. You know, just that's get right. Close, right. Yeah. And that'll, that'll show you all the email stuff. There's nothing public about the one woman show yet because um, it literally is not, I'm literally in the beginning phases of it. I um, still, I, in fact, I can't even believe I mentioned it because I got to be honest. There's a part of me that's like, now it's out in the universe and i know people who know how to do what you're doing so um so yes it's happening uh june 24th 2023 that is the the date in chicago um i got the date 
I just got to, I'll be ready by then. That's how you start. You reverse <laughs> right. engineer it from there. Perfect. That's right. Um, so there's, that'll get you all the information on that. Um, what, I don't know. That's, that's probably the easiest way. And what I'm about, um, let's see, it's, it, the whole reason I started Email with Heart, the whole reason I do what I do is, is actually in line with what we're talking about. I really wanted people to, I wanted to change the conversation around email. I wanted people to remember that it's about building a relationship. It's not about building numbers and just pummeling people with messages. And, you know, let's, especially as coaches, as speakers, as authors, as, as you know, consultants and entrepreneurs, as people who are in this personal service industry, let's take that time to, to leverage this mode in a way that, that honors everybody. I call it honoring the inbox. So it's really like, let's, you know, let's use this as a connection tool with our tribe so that we're building that relationship and, and building it into one that's long-term. That's not just like, here, let me go sell you this. And you're going to buy from this right now. And if you don't buy then I'm out. like, no, let's, you know, build it as something that will serve us long-term. And by the way, it's probably a lot more fun that way too, because then you're not trying to like, how do I manipulate this message? It's like, no, how do I want to share with my people? So. Well, and I think, does the other way work for some people? The, the, the other way gets results. Right. At what expense? Well, and Bless what you. do you want, right? And what do you want? And I know that my audience, the, can I call him by name? Like Grant Cardone has that audience. Right. It works for him. Mm-hmm. He knows mm-hmm. how to do that. Mm-hmm. He attracts the people who want to do that. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. dialed it in. I've known him and of him and for years. And mm-hmm. that's the, he didn't used to be there, but that's the direction he went. And right. it worked for him. Most people, I have a different audience. You have a different audience. Totally. So the totally. beauty is you get to choose. Yeah. You yeah. get to choose. Mm-hmm. Do you want to create a relationship and have that be the way you run your entrepreneurial journey, the way you run your business, or do you want to go for numbers games? Sure. For those of us who want to choose that, and I'll share my stat with you because I'm very excited about this. I recently had an open rate on one of my emails at 47 percent. 27? 40. 47. On, I love it. That's amazing. amazing. Because of what you're talking about. Yes. Because of what you're yes. talking about. Yes. So, I love it. Good job, sister. So here's the deal. <laughs> Highly recommend people reach out to you. Growing your email list, growing your audience is you can't get a more important part of your business. I teach a lot that you have to plan your, your marketing gets planned first. Yes. Before client fulfillment, marketing gets planned first because mm-hmm. without it, you don't get the client fulfillment part, right? Right. So, <laughs> right. So you might as well make it something you enjoy doing, something you get good at doing. And I know that you have a variety of ways that you help people do that. So thank you for sharing your story. I knew it'd be interesting. I had no idea where this was going to (laughs) go. This was phenomenal. Phenomenal. I seriously look forward to um, maintaining, growing the connection. And I'm excited to share you with my audience as well. So thank you. Thanks, sister. It's been a lot of fun. (laughs) 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I truly enjoy bringing these stories of success and inspiration to you. Please join us in our mission to empower entrepreneurs to be in charge of their businesses and in charge of their lives by sharing this with anyone you know who would benefit from our tactical and motivating advice, leaving us a review, and letting us know if there are any particular topics you would really appreciate hearing about. See you next time. Oh, 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 oh,